fantasy. All right, well, well, welcome to Fantasy for Manly Men podcast, uh, season two, episode five. I'm here with my co-host, Peter Higgins. Hello, Peter. Hi, Ben. I see, Pete, you're working from home today. How's that going? <laughs> really well. And we have a special guest here, uh, straight from his work in a what looks like to be an office with brick walls. Who we got here on the line here, Pete? Sean Devil Carr. The robot hello, itself. everybody. Uh, hello, Sean. We're happy to have you. First time, long time. Thanks, Sean. Was that one of your talking points? <laughs> nice. I think, Sean, you got to keep your eye. Ben, I might be wrong here, but should he, like, try and not be swaying back and forth so much? Yes, that's really going to impact the audio, is Sean swaying back and forth. I'm not kidding. Is that because I like it when he, like, leaned back in his chair. So Sean, stay at, set your settings to motion still. Sean. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Explain. <laughs> That's my favorite Sean quote. Yeah. By the end of this podcast, Sean's going to be saying, uh, these violent delights have violent ends and we're all going to be in for a world of hurt. Who has violent ends? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't, you missed me there. Of also, course for those Sean, of us, uh, well, which is everybody that can't see Sean right now, um, like you. Hey, Sean. Hey. Ben had a very strange description of his office because I want, from what I can see, it's about five-eighths blank blue wall, which is what you'd expect. And then there's a sliver of brick there, um, which looks nice. It's a nice-looking area. But I don't know why Ben described it as a brick-walled office. Like, <laughs> I see, but there's way more blue. If you were looking at a map, the brick would be land and the blue would be the ocean. <laughs> no, the blue is the land. Yes, thank you, Buster. That's just cartology 101. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, <laughs> well, this is a fantasy podcast, so let's, yeah, let's talk about some football. Let's uh, recap the last week. Uh, another good week in football. Um except for our lovely teams that we all follow, but our fantasy teams may have fared a little bit better. Nope. Mm, yeah, I did all right. Well, we all predicted that. Pete, you were my lock of the week in beating uh, Sean Sabrosito. Tell us how you did that. Uh, well, I would uh, be lying if I didn't say I got a little bit lucky there. Yeah. A lot uh, lucky. I didn't start. I, I Sean, started. I have the floor. Quiet. You know, you <laughs> lost. I get to start. I got a little bit lucky. <laughs> uh, Sam Bradford going down suddenly in, in at like eleven fifteen a.m. or whenever I I've got him in, in another league and I had no idea that he was even like a a question I didn't know he was questionable all week I didn't see him you know the little orange thing on the screen didn't flare up for him all week I did did you see it Sean I didn't see it until Sunday morning when I I just happened to check and put put in another guy. I saw it Saturday night and then Sunday morning when I checked my lineup and finalized things because I was going to be gone for part of the day. He was most likely going to play. And, oh, you know, really? Really good sportsmanship on, on your part for giving giving your opponent the old heads up that uh, you know someone that he's starting is not actually playing. I honestly did oh. not, I didn't know that you 
had him on your team, or okay. I I forgot. I mean, I can't I can't be remembering every opponent's team in the four leagues that I'm in. Like I, that, I'm sorry, I probably wouldn't have told you anyway because no, I get on that shit, but I but, didn't I didn't know. But had had I made a simple substitution for Tyrod Taylor, you know, we would be talking about a, a different outcome. That's okay though. Yeah. This, it's a game of inches and clicks, Sean, and sometimes you just have to move an inch to make a click, and it just doesn't happen. That's true. I like that. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, I also had Jordan Howard and Jimmy Graham just totally fart all over the place and combine for 1.3 points out of those two Minkum poops, and that didn't help. Uh, but you had Jordy Nelson also put up a goose egg. I didn't. I I just kind of assumed I was going to lose, and so I didn't really want to watch <clears throat> too much. What happened there? Ben, can you explain to me what's going on with Jordy Nelson? It's a quad injury. He's day to day, but it looks like he's going to play this week. Um, so uh, he just kind of pulled up while he was uh, running a an off route, uh, wasn't being targeted, and didn't get hit or anything. So he should be back. Randall Cobb's the one that people need to worry about with the shoulder. He's going undergoing an MRI right now. Oh, Cobb is out too? Cobb could be out, so keep in watching. So that means, uh, you know, around 11.50 on Sunday morning would be a good time to check all the inactives. Sean. How about Ty Montgomery? Uh, Ty Mont should be playing. They might decrease his load a little bit because he's been doing a whole lot, but uh, he probably will have to actually carry the load just as he was due to the yeah. Cobb out. Who else do they have? I mean, if Jordy's not healthy 100% and Cobb is out, Hey, he's uh, best running back and wide receiver. Yeah, they got. And are we calling him Timon? I don't like that. <laughs> How about T Montgomery Burns? Uh, that's better. Sure. <laughs> um, so uh, they got Jeff Janis, who's nothing to speak of. Oh. Richard Rogers, another uh, tight end, but Mar- Martellus Bennett. Oh yeah, uh, Marty. They got Marty. Was uh, Jeff Janis the guy that caught that hail mary against the Cardinals in the playoffs a few years ago? Um, it may have been. I know Richard Rodgers had one of those, and it might have been the Detroit game that Rodgers had. I don't think it was Jeff Janis. I can't remember who it was. Mm, I think I'm right. You could be. But then Arizona still won. That was a great game. The Packers lost, and it was just a great game back and forth with those Hail Marys. Yes, that's exciting football. That's the kind of stuff we like to watch. All right, so, yeah, I squeaked by Sean Carr. Uh, that was – this would have been, well, let's just say Sean wouldn't be on the show right now had he won mm. <laughs> that game because I couldn't face him. It's, yeah. I hate losing to Sean Carr. Sean's had some late season and playoff victories against me that have been particularly agonizing. The uh, Christmas Eve Tony Romo game of many years ago, I'll never forget. I believe I outlawed Tony, league, Tony Romo from the league after that game, and somebody still drafted him, which was against the rules. <laughs> but I put up with it because I'm tolerant. Yeah, so tolerant. Well, speaking of disappointing wins, let's look at Executive Branch versus Seven Costanza. Uh, a whopping 115 points wins that over somebody who couldn't even crack 90. Uh, yeah, the bowl of the week. That is. Uh, I don't think anything else really needs to be said of that. But um, Is anyone surprised by these two just throwing poop at each other until someone just finally tapped out? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really pathetic game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking. I, I didn't. I knew Brett's team was kind of mediocre, and he had a big week last week. You know, getting married and all. But 
it's still no no excuse. No, it's really disappointing. Um, and I think Howard deserves that though, since we still haven't seen a draft slave video. So, yeah, we gotta. That, that's not asking, Sean. You're the ultimate guy who like would say that's too much in a in, like any sort of hazing or like being mean kind of thing, kind of thing, right? Um, I, that's not. That's not. I'm not insulting you, but that's. I'm. I'm asking you. That's a fair like draft slave. If you can't make a draft, be the draft slave uh, to, to film a little video. That's a fair punishment, right? What's the video? I don't explain the details on that. It's where you just go around. You ha- you can do it by yourself or have just a friend film you with a camera or your cell phone. And like you could have a, a fake microphone and just you have to interview. You have to give us five minutes of content of you interviewing strangers about fantasy football. Just be like, hey, my team had this. Like, what do you think of do you think? What do you how do you like my chances this week against Sean Carr or just going up to strangers and approaching strangers and just. Inter- pretending to interview them with like a microphone and just give us five minutes of that. It would take half an hour total at most. Sean, I thought you were a longtime listener first. Ben had warned us that he might cut out. I think that was uh, an example of Ben cutting out. I think he's going to finish that sentence with longtime listener, first time caller, and then ask you how you didn't know about this uh, draft slave. I, I just need to be reminded of it. I, okay was not not top of mind but now now that you mentioned it I am familiar and it's it's borderline it's not oh, god <laughs> go on it, it would be easier to enforce if you were here in the the greater chicagoland area and had some people to give him encouragement well but, we can all text message him encouragement it's not asking a lot i'll text him some encouragement and i'm back hey ben ben's back oh ben's back yeah. Anyway, can we move on? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm tired of not being able to listen to that. So how about uh, the biggest win of the week, uh, horizontal pass plays over Chubby Grumple Pigskins? Yeah. 170 points. Uh, Josh's Josh's team with Drew Brees and Chris uh, Chris Wentz, Carson Wentz are just, uh, I mean, everybody on his team pretty much had double digits aside from his kicker and uh, one wide receiver in his flex position. So three. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had a huge game. C.J. Anderson. Well, besides, okay, whatever. Um, C.J. Anderson in the late games was really annoying to watch uh, for a couple of reasons. First, it gave Nauman the uh, running back, the $20 for uh, the running back award, which we'll get into later, that I had locked up with Kareem Hunt earlier in the early games. And then... I have, uh, I don't know, I, that, that Dallas-Denver game I was just hoping for more from. That was just kind of an ugly game that looked like it was going to be a good one, but was not. And actually, Ty Montgomery had the second most amount of points, Pete, so you didn't have a shot. Oh, well, that was, I said it in the early games, and that was Sunday night. What yeah. did Ty Montgomery score? We'll get 26. to that later. 26. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, and has got a good team. I think he's got the best duo of quarterbacks so far this season. Um, I haven't looked at any rankings, actually, but I think Carson Wentz has got to be in the top five to at least top ten quarterbacks so far. That's but, not going to stay. What? That's not going to stay. No, I don't. Well, I mean, he's a second overall pick from a year ago, and 
trending upward, and he's got a much better wide receiving core with Alshon Jeffrey than he had last year. So I could see I could see him be a top ten quarterback this year. I think I, I think that's fair. I think he will be. I think I don't think he's going to keep up his current. I think he might be. No, Alex Smith is probably the number one guy right now, but. We'll see if that lasts. No, that's not going to last. Definitely not. Brady will get there. Yeah. Maybe not Rodgers if Cobb is seriously hurt and if Jordy's banged up all year. That could that could affect that. Yeah, they have Devontae Adams, too. I mean, Cobb, Cobb was hurt last year, and they did pretty well without him. So I think they right. can make it work. Well, we don't need to turn this show into a Packers suck-off. Let's just talk about... Uh, Nauman destroying Chubby Rumple Pigskins. Heading yeah. in. Yeah, well, well done, Nauman. Yeah, yeah, good job. Uh, you know what they say about 0 2 teams? What they don't five, I think it's a 5% chance. So. Oh, wow. It's 12. Although in fantasy football, I think it's 8. Yeah. So, sorry, Mr. Very 8. You're uh, well on your way. And now that you're moving back to Des Moines, you'll be uh, in closer proximity to be draft slave uh, for next year. He would be the best draft slave ever. He wouldn't do anything. He would tell people to fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, but he would do it in a fun way. (laughs) Right. But he still wouldn't do anything. Yeah, but then we can get more and more aggressive uh, in in our demands because we know that he's not going to do anything. It'd be a fun one. It'd be a fun one. But yeah, we'd probably have to do some work ourselves. All right. Next next up. Uh, well, we can go from 0-2 to 2-0 and and talk about Pete's lock of the week from last week. Be you? The, yes, that would be me, Liquid Hot MAGA, the only, the only team with two wins in this league. Uh, not, a very great, not a very great win, but I'll take it uh, over some face police. ODB or OBJ uh, was who – he had in his lineup for Monday night. I think Ben's cutting out again. He was probably going to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Are you back? No. No. Okay. I mean, let, let's just point out that Vaughn's team is by far, like, on paper, the best team in the league. And somehow he has, like, squeaked by last week, or lost last week and squeaked by the week before. No, he lost. He lost this week and squeaked by last week. But yeah, uh, even but, with, even with David Johnson out, he's probably still got the best team on paper. Yes, with Zeke Elliott now slated to play probably all sixteen games. Right uh, on. I think he picked him in the first round still, but that was you know a swing and a connection. Yeah, and he got Derek Carr later later in the draft than I was expecting Derek Carr to go. I like that pick. I think I've vocalized that here before. Roethlisberger is streaky, but he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He's got Hopkins and Beckham. If those guys are healthy, they're gonna they're gonna be, you know, Beckham's top five at his position. Hopkins can play up there, but he has no one to throw to him. Yeah, I I think Watson's gonna be better than God, that Brock Osweiler last year and Savage to an extent, but he's still a rookie quarterback and is better on his feet than throwing. And, yeah, he's got Zeke and uh, Jack Quiz Rogers played well, but that's not going to last. Eifert is good. Mike Gillisley is going to be 
I got really lucky that Zeke put up some goose eggs last week. Same with o- Odell Beckham. So that was – I know I cut in and out, but that was yeah. – I was fortunate to get by that. So, Yeah, that was kind of why I was disappointed in that Broncos game too is Zeke was just a non-factor, and I've got him in another league. But, yeah, you got lucky with uh, with Zeke and ODBJ, whatever, um, OBJ. I, I don't like his – that's just such a lazy nickname. <laughs> anyway, that's what I called when I said I thought you would why you would win is because I didn't think he would have a big game, and I thought he would need to have a huge game for Vaughn to win, and I was right about that one. Yep. But uh, I was wrong about a guy that Sean Carr was nice enough to point out earlier in the next game that we'll talk about, but who actually wasn't in the next game. Wow, what, what, what a segue. Thanks, Sean. Been, you've been working on this. Uh, yeah, well, Ben is usually the expert at it, but with him kind of half here and not, I, I've got to pick up some of that slack. Oh, I'm always here. I just want to see you struggle. I, my struggle. I love it. Uh, so, Sean, who was it? Who were you talking to me earlier about? Uh, Javorius Buck Allen, and you had made the unfounded claim that Steve had overpaid for him. Um, Still founded, I believe. I, I don't really think that it is. Well, I think it is if he's going to sit on your bench and put up 18 points. So, I mean, that's on Steve for not starting him, although his team is fairly stacked, and I could understand where he had some issues, although I would have put him over Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, that old man. I wouldn't play that old man. Um, yeah, I feel like Javorius is going to be have a big season, and you know, paying a quarter of your, you know, FAA stipend is going to uh, it's going to be well worth it. It looks like it will be. I think Terrence West is supposed to be out this week, so at least he'll get the bulk of the carries. I always anyway. What? Terrence West is a bum anyway. He is a bum. And, yeah, I was wrong to rule out a guy named Buck. Buck is a badass name. And Javoris is also doubly badass. So I was wrong about that. Um, but I, I, the only point I was making is he paid, I think the next highest bid was like 15 or something. He paid 40. He, he yeah. paid way more than he had to for the market. Is, that's, was that's all that true, I was saying. but, you know, you gotta, sometimes you gotta you got to secure it. Yeah. Take that risk. That's hard. That's the hard thing about these blind bids is you never have any idea where other people are coming in at. So we'll talk more about that fab stuff in a bit. But let's talk, talk about, about what's that, Sean? We talk about it. Yeah, I think was that our last game to talk about? Or? Oh yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, can, we, can we talk about how close the game was, real quick? Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Point five for you know five tenths of a point for Bleka. Fortunately for him, he was on the the winning end. I oh yeah, and he was and he's the guy that you beat, right? Yeah, by point oh eight. <laughs> wow. Um. So you know, close games coming coming from from Black. He should be the Monday night game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we got uh, Travis got lucky and beat me last week by a, a close game. So I was glad to see Travis on the losing end of a close game this week. Well, in one of the weeks to come, the closest win margin will be one of the weekly winners. So uh, I don't think close ones. I don't think anybody's going to strategize that way, but it, it'll be extra sweet for that team that just barely ekes it out. Yeah. Uh, what is the weekly winner this week? 
this week is going to be the highest quarterback score. So whoever can do that is going to put it up. And I, any guesses on who's going to be the highest quarterback? Not me. Me. Brady. That should have been last week. Are you sure it wasn't last week? Nope, it's this week. Who's who? Brady playing this week? Houston. Ah, uh, that could be. They got a they got a decent defense, though. They do, but it's in New England, and uh, I think they want to give their fans something to cheer about after getting semi blown out in the home opener a couple weeks ago. I think I have a fairly good shot at it with Cam Newton uh, taking on New Orleans at home if he can put up his points, or Kirk Cousins against Oakland. Uh, both those should be really high-scoring games, so quarterbacks may have to be involved a lot there. Yeah, I think Cam Newton's just been so disappointing the last all of last year and then so far this year. Super Bowl hangover. It's going extending another season. It's a hell of a hangover. He should just be a man and not get hung over. Coward. Coward. Um, all right. About, first of all, what does FAAB stand for? Free agent acquisition budget? Yes, sir. Oh, nice. Yeah, you got it. So let's talk about the waivers. I think I got somebody. I know I was outbid for somebody. Yeah, so looking down at the waivers, I've got uh, Pete, you... Um, let's see what the bids were, actually. So starting off, I put $8 on Jason Witten. Got him outright. Uh, Howard put $9 on Dante Freeman. Sorry. What's that? Deonta Foreman. Oh, yep. Uh, Chris Johnson. Uh, Houston running back. Don't be confused with the Atlanta running back, uh, who is a star. And on Sean's team, I think. Chris Johnson, uh, Arizona running back. He got bought up for only $6 by horizontal pass plays. That was a good pickup. Pete, you got Marquise Lee for another $6 waiver bid. Uh, and showing up on mine. It's not showing up on yours? No. Yeah, I, I only see the... Javorius Allen and Richard Higgins. Yeah. So if you go to league and then you go to transactions... Yeah. And then, oh. then you all the way to the right. Yeah. Uh, the FAA bids? Yeah. I think that, I think that uh, the bids in the FAA bids, for me it only shows people that had multiple it, bids put in for them. That's right. that's right. Then if you go to overall transactions, you can uh, see all of the transactions. Yeah. But yeah. The, the ones that are the most you know talkworthy are the ones that we'll get into now. Kerwin Williams, twenty-one dollar winning bid bid by Sean. Out that was last week. That was last week. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the wrong week. Huh. So the only one that the only one that uh, had multiple bids was my brother, Richard Higgins. Yep. Oh, yeah, and just barely getting outbid, Pete. You didn't bid enough on your brother. No, I went with the, well, a particular strategy that's probably not hard to see once you see my bid, but I was 16, probably guess, which is a dollar over 15. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, well, people are going to quite a strategy. Yeah. Um, well, who got? I, I employed the same strategy with Kerwin Williams. It's okay. Is that what you got, 16? I did 21. 21? That's, that's, uh, is what I like about having a $200 budget is that you can throw in that extra dollar to kind of get that little bit higher bid. I think it's good. Yeah. Okay, I think it's stupid. I think the $200 budget makes no sense. 
Why? Because all it is is a percentage of your total um, available budget. So the dollar amount doesn't matter. It's like what percentage of your available budget are you going to spend? So why not make 100 a nice, easy number so that calculation and, I mean, it makes no difference what that number is. No, it does, Sean. There's fewer degrees of freedom. You can't do a 20.5% bid. You can only do a 20 or 21. That's fine. I don't think it necessarily matters. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We can divide by two pretty easily, though, Sean. Like, I understand, like, that there's more to play with in terms of separation and uh, with using 200, but I don't think it's necessary. Well, it's also... Why not just make it a $10 budget? You can also put in... I think it's too constricting to to benefit. I think 100 is a perfect medium and easy to deal with. Well, we can bring it up for rule changes next year. I do like the acquisition budget, though. I think it's doing yeah, well. I, I like the acquisition budget. I think that's a, a cool wrinkle that, that has been added. One of the only things that I like that, that you guys have added. <laughs> it's like a curmudgeon. <laughs> I, want, I like, I like my fantasy football simple. Like I Just trying to... Never mind. I don't need to get into that now. Weren't you the one who like wanted to do... I've had arguments about... Uh, weird quarterback scoring and where I like to do it where I can, I've told you, I just like to look at the box score and be able to figure out how many points I got. Yeah. It's impossible to do with all the fucking bonuses that you guys do. No, it's not like yeah. you only need to worry about that. If someone cracks 125 yards or something. Right. And then it's pretty easy. It's like, Oh, you get another point or something <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right, right on. Well, I was in favor of kind of, restricting those bonuses a little bit uh, because they're cumulative. So I will give you that. Those are kind of, can be confusing, but whatever. Um, I forget what we were talking about now. Can we talk about how uh, Nauman still owes me Richard Higgins because he has my last name and Nauman has no uh, right to him? You What's undervalued that? your kin, Pete. I, don't, I mean, I get, I get a family discount. So technically I paid like 30. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I'll talk to about that. Speaking of money and budgets and such, uh, we still only have uh, three people who have paid this year's dues. So we need, uh, and that 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 rule about keepers losing keepers goes into effect next week after the start of the games on Sunday. So get those dues in. I'll be sending out reminders here. I mean, how okay. many reminders do they need? It's one hundred twenty-five dollars. Just pay it. Just pay it. I know. I agree. And uh, you know, no, nobody's going to get their weekly payouts until that money's in, until all the money's in. And then we'll start doing it each week. That money will come out. But it's really annoying. It is. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you're here, Ben. Because I'm just sick of doing that anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. Also annoying when the commissioner doesn't pay out the winner. That's also true. I need to figure out. I'd be really, really fucked up if that happened in this league. Well, you know what? You guys need to make fun of me more, and I'll do it right now because I remember to. Hey, hey, Pete, I know a machine that's made of money. His name's what? Sean Carr. Hey, Todd. I don't get it. <laughs> Sean Carr has no money. Uh, anyway, moving on. How about how about some game previews for next week? We got uh, some good matchups here. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Pete, I'm going to go start with you. You're facing Mother Boy, both one and one, uh, a do or die week for both of you guys. Who's going to climb over 500 here? Well, let's not go so far as say I, in week three it's do or die. I think we're both sitting pretty points wise, so it's not you know a do or die week. I think I'll play him again, but it is a big week, fourth and fifth. Uh, I guess technically, kind of for a very early season playoff spot. Um. I mean, obviously, I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win every game. So, what do you guys think? I've got to, I've got to make a switch at tight end. I don't think I'm going to have Jimmy Graham in there. I think he's going to be hurt, or at least not playing 100. percent And he's been garbage the first two games anyway. So, I have no interest in a less than 100 percent Jimmy Graham. Luckily, I've got uh, Hunter Henry, who I like as a backup tight end. I actually like Hunter Henry more than I like Kobe Fleener, who is Blecka's starting tight end. Yeah, actually, I agree. I like Hunter Henry, but I think Kobe could get some. He could get a touchdown in this Carolina game if it goes high score, and I'm actually he's probably guaranteed to get one if it's over thirty points. Okay, uh, Carolina has the best middle linebacker in the league, especially coverage wise. So I don't know why you think that. Uh, I think Luke Keekley is going to be able to patrol Kobe Fleener, and if the if it get is Willie Snead back this week, or I think this is his final game with suspension. Um, I think if if, Carol, if the Saints are going to score a lot, it's going to be on the outsides. And I think, you know what, actually, I think a good uh, start here, maybe not for our season-long leagues, but like for daily fantasy might be Ted Ginn on the Saints. Going back to Carolina, I could see them going deep to him a couple of times and possibly connecting on, on a long pass. But... He's not on either team, so that doesn't really have any relevance here. <laughs> no yeah. relevance. Someone who is on uh, one of these teams, on Blecka's team, is Josh Gordon. And I heard that he is out of rehab and started up his Snapchat account and maybe get reinstated. <laughs> he still has him? Yeah. Yeah. What, first of all, why is he rostering Josh Gordon? Uh, secondly... <laughs> I love how you transitioned from going to rehab, and I thought you were going to say something about football. Like he's starting to play, you know, he's starting to get some snaps in practice. But no, it's Snapchat. He's getting, he's out of rehab. Okay, what's the next step? I'm here. Start up your Snapchat. I'm ready to go. Okay, I'm I'm clean and Snapchatting. Everyone can see now. Good for you, Josh Gordon. But yeah, why is Blecka rostering him? Is I haven't heard a whisper of anything about Josh Gordon playing this year. Um, no. And if he does, who's throwing him the ball? Deshaun Kaiser's hurt. Who's that guy that was throwing the ball for Cleveland? Deshaun Kaiser. He's loading up on Browns. Yeah, he sure does like <laughs> And does he have Crowell? Yeah, he's got Crowell too. Yeah, well, he's got, you know, the Browns could be really good in like four years or something. So, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of that day. He's not, he's not playing for them now. But the reason why he's going to beat you is Todd Gurley's playing San Francisco, which is going to be a shit show. He's got Devontae Parker playing the Jets, also a shit show. Matthew Stafford playing Atlanta, which actually might be a really good game. Atlanta's been – their defense hasn't looked that great. And Vic Beasley is hurt. Um, and Mike Evans has looked like a freak, or at least he maybe – the Bears. <laughs> make everyone look that good. But. Yeah, but he is so good. I, I had that thought, too, watching the Bears game. Like, he's – He, like, no one could guard him. No. Uh, that touchdown catch he had was pretty ridiculous. I thought he was I, – I don't think that was a legit touchdown. I thought he was out, but I don't think they could overturn that. He – that he, I don't. I think he only got one foot in the back of the end zone. But still, to even 
come close to making that catch is awesome. And he just, yeah, he runs those little out routes on the sideline that are just impossible to defend. Like 10 to 14 yards out, he's 6'5". Jameis just throws it up. He gets it, gets his feet in bounds. And if he's got space, he'll turn up. Otherwise, he'll just step out of bounds. And, yeah, he's he's really, really good. I disagree with you about Todd Gurley. I've had Todd Gurley his first two years, and Todd Gurley has been a bum uh, really since his first, like, five or six games in the league his rookie year. Uh, I've, I've counted on him big time. I guess he had a pretty big game last week. Huh? He looked pretty good last week. 16 for 88. Meh. I, I think he'll he's going to pick it up, but not on a Thursday night game. These Thursday night games usually are pretty dull to watch, and I think they should do away with them. Yeah, dude, color rush. You color rush. Me? You guys aren't color rush guys. Oh no, I love color rush. I love Thursday night, but I I agree that they're, they're shaky for fantasy football. Well, because they can go one of two ways. It's either the offense looks like shit and there are no points scored, or the defense looks like shit and there's a lot of points scored. Which name one Thursday night game that had a lot of points scored? Yeah, I think it's usually the offense. Like name shit. one Thursday night game off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Uh, Jags versus Titans. It's always I mean, a classic. <laughs> <laughs> with with the dehydrated piss colored uniforms. Yes. Yeah. All I right. can't wait. Well, well, uh, let's move on to the I next think I'm going to win though. So, all right, good luck. Thanks. This is not going to be my not going to be my locker for you, Pete. Sorry, I can't go two weeks in a row. That's fine. Um, so, although you can see, I'm picking on the the Rams. I'm thinking on the Thursday night defense with the Rams. I picked them up. So let's, I could get a lot of points there. Let's move on. I think, I think that was a good pickup to sit Carolina against New Orleans. That was a good pickup. I was noticing that. Um, let's move on to my lock of the week is GM's Jerky Boys over seven Costanza. Uh, I think Travis has got this one in the bag. He's got yeah, a lot of – he's got Dak and Aaron. Oh, but Brett's got Cuddy Boy in uh, the uh, Jets uh, and Antonio Brown against the Bears. That, that could be ugly for the Bears. Um, Ty Montgomery for Travis. I think he's going to have to have a big game. And and Cincinnati, who's looked really, really bad, although it's been their offense that has looked bad. Their defense has been decent. Um, They still got Gerald, or not Gerald McCoy, Geno Atkins in the middle. Could be hard to run against. Uh, McCaffrey could have a big game against the Saints. Travis Kelsey looked good. McCaffrey hasn't done much, no. Pretty underwhelming. Yeah, very underwhelming. He's uh, getting a ton of targets. He just they haven't been leading to a whole lot of production yet. But nothing on Carolina really has as far as offense. No, which is why your prediction of a huge shootout is a little confusing to me. But uh I think yeah, McCaffrey hasn't had any of those big I don't think he scored a touchdown yet. I might be wrong, but I know he definitely hasn't had one of those you know breakaway out of space, make a couple guys miss and then it's off to the races plays yet, which we saw a lot at Stanford, and I know that people were expecting to see a lot of in Carolina with him getting the ball in space, but he's it'll a come PPR. around. He's a PPR machine, though, with as many targets as he gets. That's why he's projected so high. Tariq Cohen should be up there in PPR. Tariq Cohen he gets, he leads the Bears in targets. That guy's got unreal hands, too. They're gigantic. They're like Marty Booker hands. Sean, so who do you think is going to win this one? I mean, 
I don't have too much faith in Brett's team. Sorry, Brett. You're uh, just not, not doing it for me. Mainly no. because of Golden Tate. Golden Tate is he's burned me so much in fantasy that I will never pick him or trust him again. He said, oh, I guess he had a bad game uh, Monday night, but he had a pretty good game. 10 for 107 yeah, in I the mean, opener. Because he'll be like 0 or 22 points. Yeah. I, guess, I think against Atlanta this could be a closer to the 22.1. Um, I would, if I, oh, Brett does have Ted Ginn, I would I would not be starting Brandon Marshall if I were Brett. We'll see if he rides that train. Oh, they, and they've got the – it's a battle of the Carolina running backs. I just noticed that. Brett Scott Stewart to Travis's McCaffrey. Um, yeah, I like – I think Travis is going to win this one. I might make it my lock too, or am I not allowed to do that? Well, well you we'll can see. if you want to. We'll see what the other uh, matchups have in store here. I haven't looked over it. But, yeah, I like – I like Travis here. All right, let's keep going. All right, uh, who pick the next game, Sean? Our guest of honor. We got what? Liquid Hot versus Chubby Rumple. All right, oh, yeah. still at the top and the bottom of the league. Yeah, the projections here though are keeping us pretty close right now. So I, I, I'm feeling, like I said, I'm feeling good about Cousins and Newton this week. If if they both shit the bed, then I think I'm just going to drop them to waivers and just, you know, try to pick up somebody who isn't even a starter since they'll get more points for me that way. I'll pick Uh, those guys up. Pete, I do want to point out that Martavis Bryant uh, did come back with a vengeance last week, although he rode my bench for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, is this a good time to just argue and tell you that the whole having two re- two good receivers on one team isn't a bad thing. Like, I know. Like, your logic just doesn't make sense. It does make sense. I disagree with you completely, Pete. They would have averaged like nine points last week. That would have been terrible between the two of them. Like you don't start both of them each week. Diversify your portfolio. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. I disagree. When I I, th- I look at them as uh, mutually exclusive assets, and they're both good assets. And I they're think they're not mutually exclusive. They're both having the same person throw them the ball. And they help each other. They they help each other by being on the same team. I, I don't disagree with that in like a overall like cohesiveness of a of a team unit. Yeah, they're good for the, the Steelers, but for a fantasy team when say Ben Big Ben gets hurt, then they you're both screwed rather than having, you know, two high picks that are on the same team playing the same position. I can Ben, I'm on, I'm in your corner on this. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate the support. Despite Antonio Brown being really obvious pick that you probably should have taken, had you yes, that, that's I, he was keeping Bryant at deeper value, better better value than he would have had to uh, pick him at, obviously. And then so it comes down to Lashawn McCoy versus Antonio Brown, and I look at it as just that decision. It, Not it, I, I, I don't factor in Martavis Bryant into me when I when I would have to make that decision. In retrospect, I should have brought to Pete or brought to Brett a trade offer to give him the, the overall first round number one pick and knowing that he would take Antonio Brown and then I could have LaShawn McCoy fall to me at number two and get something else out of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that even if you could have gotten like a 
I don't know what you could have gotten. Eighth round pick or something? I, maybe you could have yeah. driven the price up even more than that because I think Antonio Brown was just such the clear-cut number one pick. That's okay. Well, who who you guys uh, – let's look at McBroom's side here. He's got – I don't know, got some good running backs. Leonard Fournette and JJ I think, are both really good. I'm kind of jealous of those. I wish I had one of those guys on my team too. Yeah, I think Ajay is going to get a lot of work against the Jets this week. I think that he's going to outscore both of your guys. Um, I like Shady. I, I mean, I, and when I argue for Antonio Brown, it's not an argument as much against <laughs> Shady. I, I really like him, and I've ha- I had him last year. I've got him, and I'm at least one team this year, and he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, this week might be rough sledding against Denver, but it's at home in Buffalo, but still Denver's got such a good defense. Denver's really played. Denver's surprised me. Trevor Simmons has surprised me. Yeah, that's uh, a What did McCoy do last week? He had 12 carries for nine yards against Carolina. Carolina's got a good defense, too. Uh, speaking of dirt, diversifying your portfolio, the Bills don't have much diversification in their offense. It's, it's all on the ground. Um, Tyrod Taylor is a decent quarterback. He doesn't really have anyone to throw to, and he his biggest asset is on the ground too. So I think that against a defense like Denver, it's going to be hard to come by points and yards. So I think this is going to be a good one, and that's what the projections suggest. Yeah. I'm I'm picking McBroom, dethroning the king, and putting some parity in the league. Yeah, All right. I am too. Oh, I'm going to make that my lock of the week too. Uh, well. let, me see, let me see the other games, but I'm leaning towards that. All right. Yeah, well, it's totally it's, personal, Ben. <laughs> it'll definitely be a good matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Let's talk about uh, Sabrosito versus uh, Horizontal Pass Plays. All right. Well, let's save Sean for the last because he's here. And let's right. knock out uh, Executive Branch and Face Police. All right. Well, we got... Uh, Face please, 30 points over on the projections right now. Yeah, Howard's got a pretty bad team. (laughs) (laughs) Could be in real trouble, too, if DeMarco Murray is hurt or starts to seed carries to Derrick Henry. I think that's going to happen. I think Derrick Henry is going to be the lead back by the, you know, halfway through the season here. Yeah, and DeMarco, I'm just reading his update. He didn't practice yesterday which isn't a good sign, but also for a guy like him, that's it's not unusual for a guy like DeMarco Murray to get some midweek rest and then still suit up on Sunday. I'll bet he plays Sunday, but if he's not practicing and he was banged up last week and they've got a guy like Derrick Henry to carry the load if Murray's not 100%, it's, it could be rough. And they're playing Seattle, too. It could be a tough game. Oh, I need to throw a flag here. looks like Howard's uh, registering four starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's a, a starter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that needs to change, Howard, before the games go into effect. What, what's the kind of penalty on that? Uh, just get yelled at, I think. No penalty. It's a stupid rule. Well, yeah. If you want to waste a warehouse spot for four quarterbacks, fine. I don't. That's. I just think it's cool. Police it, and it's a stupid rule. What happens when Sam Bradford gets that last second uh, inactive? And then there are still plenty of quarterbacks. I think that I, I really only 
it's really only a rule for the middle of like weeks six through nine when there are a lot of bye weeks. And if you need to make a, a quarterback move, then I don't I don't like having somebody have the four quarterbacks. It's really it's really only a rule for then. That and makes so, sense in the bye weeks. I agree. Yeah, uh, if you I agree kind of with Sean that if he wants to waste a roster spot on Bortles, then by all means go ahead and waste that roster spot. Or, but, or if it's a strategic move so somebody else doesn't get him, fine. Like especially during the bye weeks, that's that's uh, there should be no penalty, and there has never been a penalty enforced, and so that whole rule needs to be abolished. Okay, all right, well we can bring it up. I mean, it's a rule that's in effect. Uh, it's not in effect if it's ever been enforced. I think I have enforced it. I say that I, I tell people that, you know, when I see that to drop a quarterback or otherwise I'll go do it for them. I can go into the roster and I can drop, I'll drop their best quarterback. That's what, that's what the enforcement is, is all right. If you're going to be starting four quarterbacks, you got to, you got, or if you have four quarterbacks, you got to drop one or I'll pick for you. Disagree. That's what the rule has been. So that's, 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 that's what the show me, show me the rule book. I don't have it in front of me, Sean. This is a digital world. Sean, Sean, we have a secret, uh, secret, super secret commissioner rule book. So I believe that's in there. Um, page uh, question mark. item number thirty-three, in which I get complete and total power over all decisions, and Ben agrees with me. I do on this one. Yes. <laughs> well, item number thirty-three suggests so, or lays it out. Anyway, fine, Sean. You don't like the rule. Sean doesn't like a lot of rules. We get it. Uh, it, it exists, so we can talk about it. At the draft next year, uh, I, I think it's a pretty minor rule. So, Yeah, Howard, just, just you know, try to play fair and drop one of those guys. Drop Howard, Eli Manning for all. Yeah, Eli Manning's done. He's <laughs> looked toast the, last, the first two weeks. He's looked bad uh, really all of last year, too. I wonder where I've got to pull up his stats, but... But he's won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys see that? Uh, I, I don't know if it was part of my take or Big Cat or one of those guys uh, tweeted out one of the New York talking head radio guys going on a, a pretty epic rant about the Giants, and then it went into like just nerd bashing and the Pythagorean theorem. Did you guys see that? I did not. That wasn't oh, as part of my take. Okay, I, I think it was just this morning. Uh, just look through, I, th- I think it was Big Cat. I think just look through his uh, Twitter feed. It was Don LaGuerco or something. I don't know. But anyway, it's it, look through Big Cat's Twitter and find it. It's it's about a minute and a half video clip, and it's fantastic. The guy's just, he goes into like a nerd voice like, oh, I think that Pythagorean theorem, and he's just he's talking about the Pythagorean theorem, and he just has no idea what it is. And then he makes fun of, uh, nerds sitting at their computer coming up with the Pythagorean theorem. Like, they've only ever seen what a, a human body because of National Geographic. <laughs> oh my god, dude. It was, it was, and then the guy, like his co host or whatever, is just sitting there looking just totally awestruck next to, like, oh my god, like, what do I do? Am I supposed to interrupt him or not because this is good radio? It's fun. Check it out. Uh, and the Giants are dead. Uh, I'm part of my team. Yesterday they were saying that, you know, they're debating if Eli was elite, and it's hard to say he's not elite since the first three letters of his name <laughs> almost make up elite. And then, Very elite. And then every conversation with, with Eli, 
you know, about how shitty he is ends with, well, he's won two Super Bowls, and then that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Although Justin Tuck won in that first one. Yeah. Well, and Howard's also holding on to Blake Bortles. I mean, Sean's favorite player, we know, but still. Yeah. Well, I'd, like, but- I'd like to bring some clarity to my, my team name last year, because that seems to be a, a, a big topic of Yes, debate. please. Um, it was actually from Pardon My Take. They do Blake Bortles Wikipedia Club. Yes. Uh, if you've ever listened to that. And Pardon My Take is not the first to ever come up with uh, Blake Jordles. That's where I heard it, and I giggled. And so I was. it was around the time that I was looking for a team name before I had done the draft or anything. So that's, <laughs> and you uh, stuck with it. You stuck with it. Well, I didn't right. actually put him on my team. No, which was a good decision. Right. Uh, well, Brett still isn't kissing titties, which is disappointing. Should be. He should be. Someone someone should have been. So, well, Brett was at the draft. Yeah. I'm going to send him a personal text message and make sure he gets on that. Lindley changed it. She found it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's actually the real mastermind. She lets Brett draft, and then she sets lineups. That's the only reason why he's one and one I like to think that. Well, do we have anything else to say about, about this game? Uh no. What are we still on? We're not even talking about Brett. We're on the face police versus executive branch, and I think we all can agree that face police is favorite to win this game. Yeah, I think Carr is going to be your top quarterback of the week. Against Washington? Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, uh, final game of the week, uh, Sabrosito, Jordles versus horizontal pass plays. Yeah, Sean, uh, why don't you... Take us uh, through your thought process and your lineup and what you think. My team is kind of dog shit. Um, not, not really happy with anyone. Thought Mc, I thought I'd get a few good weeks out of McFadden to hold me off until Doug Martin's suspension's over, but stupid courts didn't rule in favor of me. Um, yeah. The fact that I'm starting Tyrod Taylor, not a good thing. Um, Sam Bradford scares me. Um, I've got yeah. Chris Hogan as a flex position, not a good thing. The, you know, he's a pretty boomer bust. Jeremy Macklin as a starting wide receiver, pretty mediocre. So overall, aside yeah. from Devontae Freeman and Gronkowski, and I thought Nelson was a lock after you know week one where he was – over 100 yards in a touchdown, but uh, not. I really like your kicker selection here, Sean. I think that's going to really help you. Yeah, kicker. I'm, you know, top top tier kicker. Yeah, yeah good strategy. Huge. And you know, I think a top tier defense, especially uh, against the LA Clippers. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I think LA Clippers every time I see that. Every uh, time I do too. So, yeah, they got to change that up. The projections have me pretty far behind um, horizontal pass plays, and I can't say Not I just... that far. 15 points. 13. Whatever. It's not that far. It's not as big as 30 in the previous game. Yeah. Uh, projections don't mean shit, but, I mean, I guess they're a decent indicator, but it's... They're not a terrible indicator. Yeah. Um, so... Why? I'd Why like do you to still have Legarrette Blunt, Sean. I am I Matt Forte. For the, I mean, I guess Forte is going to be guaranteed to get touches, but but bad touches. Nobody yeah. wants touches. 
No. Bunk, Bunk didn't even have a carry last week, apparently. And then yeah. got upset at people on social media for yelling at him for his poor fantasy performance. <laughs> Blunt played six of 72 snaps in week two. Yeah, I'm reading that right now. So. Did, did you hear about Eddie Lacy getting on uh, upset at Twitter for calling him fat? Yeah. How ridiculous is that? At first I felt bad, but then it's like, you know what, Fatty? It's your job to Wait, be in shape. That that quote is amazing. Hey, let me pull that up. I, one of my friends posted that in our other... I, didn't, I don't know what quote it is, but I'm excited for it. But yeah. just, well, the point is, like... I, I could pull up my Twitter right now, and there would be a fat comment in there somewhere, he says. <laughs> like, I could tweet, today's a beautiful day, and someone would be like, oh, yeah? You fat. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, then well, here's here's an idea. Get that's that's like, Twitter. Your job is to be in shape, and you're paid millions of dollars to do it. So, don't show up fat and out of shape on the first day of your job every year. Well, and also, you know, don't feed yourself so much. Okay, don't feed the Twitter trolls. There's a bunch of twelve year olds with fantasy leagues out there who are just riling him up and he's responding to him. It's like, go swim in your millions and just have fun and quit getting on Twitter. Or, or swim in a pool and get in shape. Accounts and start trolling the trolls with your dummy account. I can't think of any major person to do that. Uh, not in football. Not that's, right. that's a basketball move. <laughs> that's a baby back bitch move. <laughs> well, those of you who don't know this, this story, uh, Kevin Durant has been found out for creating fake Twitter and Instagram accounts to defend his real Instagram and Twitter accounts by uh, having himself <laughs> call out the people that are mad at, at Katie Trey. And uh, it's a pretty sad move. By it's amazing. I, 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 it's so good. That's my favorite story this, you know, in the last month or so. It's a good one. It's, uh, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I how the guy doesn't have some self-esteem. I mean, he's one of the best, he's the second best basketball player in the world. And he gets, he takes the time to do this because he gets upset about what strangers think of him. It's just so absurd. It's like, I don't know. We have some hurt little feelings in the NBA and the NFL these days. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right, so while we're on my team, and I know I explained my last year's team name, and you guys kind of butchered my team name for this year. But uh, Sabrosito is the name of the ice cream front that Hector Salamanca creates in Better Call Fall to rival Gus's Los Pollos Hermanos. The little figurine is the winking Greek, so that was like the tagline, in honor of Don Eladio, who's like the big cartel boss that they're trying to impress. So... Super deep dive there for for Breaking Bad fans. <laughs> I respect it. I respect the deep dive. Better, uh, it's, a, it's a better call. I mean, well... It dips into the Breaking Bad universe, but it's a better call Saul episode. Yeah, I, that's, it's the Vince Gilligan universe, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying it's... Yeah, that that it's a Breaking Bad deep dive because it all stems from Breaking Bad. Well, but anyway, let, let's dive back into our own universe and talk about uh, Josh Naman's team just a little bit, just to, so his ears can burn a little bit while he's listening to this podcast on the, his way over to Iowa City for the night game this week. Ooh, yeah, and we got to get into the explain Iowa football to Pete, and we'll have hopefully Josh. I don't know, Ben, you can figure that out. But yeah, let's talk about uh, 
Josh's team. I think he's, he's got, got a good one. He's got Pete Wentz yeah. at quarterback. Pete Wentz. Loser. Put on some eyeliner, Pete Wentz. Uh, yeah, he's got Drew Brees. He's got Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's got some, you know, Melvin Gordon. Some really good uh, power players here. Yeah, I'm going to get smoked. He's got the right yeah. defense in this week, you know, Miami against the Jets. So, Oof. yeah, that's a that point. is in New York, though. I don't know if that's going to impact it at all. Maybe the Jets can no. drop their only win of the season, but I doubt no, it's this that, week. That's going to be even worse for them because they're going to be getting booed mercilessly by their fans. It'd be better if it was in Miami where no one gives a shit. And he's also got C.J. Anderson, the top running back from last week, in a flex spot. So, yeah. Ouch. Watch yeah, out. Yeah, he's got a good team. Yeah. I don't know. C.J. Anderson's burned me in the past. If he plays like he did last week and if he plays like he did, uh, I f- was that 2015 at the end of the season when he got like the last eight games and was just an animal, um, it's, a great, it's a great play. But I don't know. I want to see a couple more weeks of he doesn't need to go off for 28.9, but break double digits for – what they've got they've got two weeks until they're by in week five. If he can break double digits both of those weeks, then I think Nauman is uh gotta be one of the favorites in the fantasy league this year. Because that would mean CJ Anderson is a legit top ten, fifteen running back and that that's a big, good three headed monster at running back with Bell, Gordon, and CJ Anderson. Hello, Manly Men of Mansfield and Sean Carr. This is your new Iowa Hawkeye football correspondent, Josh Nauman, reporting at you from the greatest state in the union in the on the greatest team in all of the land of Iowa, the Hawkeyes. I had a couple of questions sent to me from Pete I want to go through real quick and just ramble on about Iowa so far this year, as well as the upcoming game against Penn State. Just a quick overview for anyone who hasn't paid attention. Uh, probably all have. We're all Iowa Hawkeye fans. Again, except for Pete, even though that's his alma mater. Doesn't pay attention to Iowa or college football. But so far, Hawks are 3-0 on the year. Uh, it's been uh, pretty back and forth, but uh, I'd say a good start overall. Uh, beat Iowa State, which is always good to win at Iowa State in their Super Bowl. And then followed it up by a kind of pedestrian performance against against North Texas. Hopefully that was just more of a sandwich game mentality uh, for the Hawks coming off of the Iowa State game and before the Penn State game with number four Penn State coming in, especially on a night game on ABC. Um, but overall, the, the, they did make a nice comeback in the second half, outscoring North Texas 21-0 despite being down at halftime. Uh, pretty boring, pedestrian, slow start, as I mentioned. Uh, worst thing I've seen is we had two touchdowns taken off the board early, easily scored, uh, but ended up fumbling it into the end zone and reviewed and overturned that call. And Wadley had a touchdown taken off the board because he was high-stepping or taunting as he's going into the end zone, which I have never seen before. I've never seen uh, points taken off because of high-stepping. That was a little bit of BS, but ended up not mattering. Later that drive, I got pretty lucky and threw, uh, tried to throw it out, ended up bouncing off of a lineman for North Texas head and straight into the hands of Hawkinson, our tight end, for a touchdown. 
so they, they did make a nice comeback. The worst part about that game was some of the injuries, starting with our tight end, Noah Fant, who is a beast, dragged three North Texas Mean Green defenders into the end zone for a touchdown earlier that game. Um, also had Vandenberg went out. He came back, as well as our starting defensive end, Nelson, who also is uh, came back, should be playing this week. The worst injuries were probably to our running backs, Butler and Wadley, or Buttwad. Butler uh, dislocated his elbow, so he is out. He was the backup for uh, Wadley. He's going to be out this week, followed by, uh, or Wadley also went out, but he, he should be back. He gimped his ankle up a little bit. They kept him out just because it was North Texas Mean Green, and we should be able to run without him. Uh, they were replaced by two freshmen. Torn Young and Ivory Kelly Martin. Ivory, uh, I don't know about that name for a football player. It doesn't sound like a good running back name, more like a, a stripper, maybe at the Yellow Rose. But uh, he did look, both freshmen actually looked pretty good uh, coming out. So good to see. Uh, again, it was against North Texas. So who who knows what that looks like against uh, Penn State in a, in a much better defense, the best defense by far, that Iowa's had to play against this year. Um, and then defensively, a uh, slow start against North Texas as well. Opening drive, they scored on a 50-yard touchdown run right up the middle. You can't you hate to see a long touchdown run like that. And Iowa's had a long-standing tradition. Kirk Ferentz requires his defense to have one white walk-on safety from the state of Iowa in the backfield. Uh, and this year it was Gervais. He got burned badly on that run, and as well as pretty much all year. So he did get benched for Imani Hooker. So Hooker should be, uh, we'll, we'll be getting his first start against Penn State. Uh, can't get any worse. So hopefully that will, will get better. But defensively, they'll definitely need to pick it up. Secondary is uh, allowed, uh, had a couple miscommunications, allowed some long touchdowns with quite a few points. Uh, and then, you know, the linebackers, uh, Josie Jules played well because he's, you know, he's the, one of the best linebackers in all the land. But uh, Bauer and Neiman on the outside, uh, it's kind of scary, the thought of them having to play Penn State. And Barkley, who's a stud, and they have a stud tight end, 88, who's really good. Um, Bart Bauer and Neiman trying to defend them is, is giving me some nightmares. So hopefully they'll get some help. And Hooker will be able to help out with that situation. But getting to Pete's questions. Pete, I think you had some questions that maybe our expert, our resident Iowa football expert could answer. You got any of those? Yeah, sure. Um, should I just ask you guys right now? And then, I don't know. If you want- yeah, just ask him to the abyss, and we'll, we'll make sure his responses get filtered in here. Okay. I know that someone named Nathan Stanley or Stanley Nathan is playing quarterback for Iowa. My question, is he good? What is his ceiling? Uh, is he Drew Tate, CJ Beathard, or is he, uh, who was that guy that, that was a hot shot from Lockport our freshman year? Jake something. Christensen? Jake Christensen. Yeah. What's uh, what's the ceiling here with Nathan Stanley? I believe that's his name. Um, so that's question one. How good can he be? Is, and what year is he? Is he a junior, or should, can we expect good things for him for a while? I would say he is more of a uh, Drew Tate. Drew Tate came on at a heck of a sophomore year. Uh, looks like Nate Stanley is going to do the same. 
he has the skill set needed. Big arm. He's tall. You know, traditional Iowa Hawkeye, like pro style quarterback. Um, pretty accurate except for the long throws definitely needs to work on those we've had he's thrown the ball deep which is good because Iowa's defense under Greg Davis never liked to throw the ball vertically Uh, they've missed on him good news is at least the receivers have been getting open they will need to connect on a few of those if they're going to beat Penn State Uh, but I would say he's more of a Drew Tate out of those already better than Christensen hasn't made any of those stupid or terrible interceptions Uh, so I think the ceiling could be pretty high for Stan it could be when it's all said and done, one of the better quarterbacks under Kirk Ferentz um, and another quarterback hopefully drafted like Bethard. Uh, but I think he has the chance to be good. Question two, uh, how good is Akram Wadley? That's the running back, right? I like mm-hmm. him a lot. He's I always always got these good running backs. He's no love seat, but he seems like he's pretty good. Do they have people behind him or – like, is it a committee or is it is it the Akron Wadley show? Um, I kind of mentioned this. Wadley is a stud. He will be drafted as well. It's been a while since we've had a running back drafted. Probably Sean uh, Loveseat Green. Uh, so he's good. Backups. Again, it's a couple freshmen now with Butler out. So we'll uh, jury's out on those guys. If only had to play against the Mean Green defense. Third, I guess, would be. Well, I want to see – I'm actually pretty interested in this game against Penn State, and do you think they have any shot against Penn State? Because I think they do, but I don't know. Uh, I, I think it could be a fun game, but I, I don't know. So what do you think, Norman? What's your prediction for the Hawkeyes playing at home at night against Penn State? And is there going to be some uh, – the one thing Iowa does really well is uh, – they color rush the fuck out of that stadium, and I love it when they do that. The, the blackout, and then uh, we also do the red, white, and blue America stuff. Um, we don't do that. that. Yeah, we do. Or what do we do? That was there a, was one time where it was alternating. That was a card trick. Was that cards? Yeah. Oh. But we do the alternate well, black and gold. Oh, okay. Either way, Iowa, Iowa does their color stuff in the stands really well and it's fun it's a lot of fun to watch night games at Kinnick so I'm looking forward to that this week uh yes we are color rushing fucking hard this weekend we're doing our stripes striping the field uh Iowa at night with the stripes is a deadly combination for anybody just look at uh Michigan last year I think Iowa's won the last four night games the last couple years and have played well in those you know even against top five opponents a la michigan last year you know penn state 08 uh, it's going to be it's a long shot for them to win uh, as we get closer and closer I'm, I'm talking myself more and more into betting on the hawks by the time the game starts and i'm a dozen beers in i will be ready to bet my life savings on the hawks but realistically uh, it's going to be really tough to slow down their offense they have a good defense. Uh, Iowa needs to make it an Iowa game where they just pound it up the middle um, and hopefully Penn State falls into that too like Michigan did last year. If that's the case, the longer it's close, Iowa has a chance. Uh, but I think pretty early we all tell if it's going to be that or if it's going to be Barkley running all over us again. Uh, but if they can contain them, I think they do have a, a shot at, at pulling this off. And Yeah, that should be fun. Are you guys doing anything for the game? 
Uh, I'm going to take the Caraballos, uh, mis padres, out to their first tailgate with the Namens at RB, so that's going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> that, that'll, be that'll be a lot of fun. What is RB? Uh, uh, RV. Josh oh, oh, oh. recreational vehicle. And, yeah. and, and Papa Juan, he's got all the Hawkeye gear already, so it's gonna be he's going to be super stoked to be out there. Yeah, that's going to be their first tailgate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they... Nice. The, they they don't come to Venezuela from Venezuela to for football games very often. So, oh. well, well, they come for soccer, soccer games. Uh, if we had them, I'm sure that they would attend. Okay, good to know. Uh, yeah, well, that'll be a a great experience for them. A night game is always a lot of fun, and then the Nomans are going to be a blast because hopefully they get a couple Nomin chants in there. Oh, we'll do Nom bombs for sure. What yeah. about you guys? Awesome. Doing for the game? I want to hear how that goes. Uh, I don't know. I think Sean uh, Schmidt is having a birthday party. He is. I'm, I'm not going to that for a little bit. Be able to make it. Unfortunately, I have a I have a baby that goes yeah. at seven. Yeah, same times at six thirty. So if you uh, the game starts at six thirty. Yeah. Why not seven? I, I didn't make the schedule. That's just very bizarre. I didn't know that. That'll be my okay. fourth question to Naman. Why six thirty and not seven? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. And and I do have uh, text confirmation that he will be answering these, so I'll splice them in. Um, no fucking clue. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me either. Just start tailgating and partying thirty minutes earlier, and you guys won't even know the difference. Uh, but any other than that, my boss just walked by. I'm in my car at the office. He looked at me weird. I need to get back inside. So I'll end it with Go Hawks. Excellent. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. All right. Well, uh, Pete, who is your lock of the week this week? Is that McBroom over me? Is that what you want to go with? Yup, 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 rumble big skins. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Nauman over Sean. All right, and with our guest, I think our guest should get in on this too. We'll no, see if we can beat the experts. I don't want to dabble in this lock of the week garbage. Oh, you're just the guest. We won't associate your name to it. Sabracito. 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 Good. I don't. I don't want it to be associated. The guest locked me in to explain to me what Post Malone is. What's Host Malone? Host Malone. You are you asking Nauman to do that? I'm asking you both. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. Why? Where are you seeing this? Does it have something to do with Carl Malone? New like rapper singer who look he looks like um the character from Spring Breakers. If you've seen James Franco's character from Spring Breakers. Breakers. Oh, I know who you're. T- I know what that guy looks like. Uh, and he's like, he has a video that has 500 million views. Holy crap! I don't know. It's probably all Indians. That that's like half of our podcast listeners. I know it's a pretty big audience. So my buddy Pete, you know the other cooler Pete that I mm-hmm. longer than the Pete on the phone. Um, Pete too. Yeah, we know who Pete too is. Right. He said that he couldn't stop listening to him, and then I looked him up, and I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Have you lost your edge? And he said, yes, pretty much. <laughs> I follow what pop culture tells me to these days. 
So wow, P two is really falling off. Yes, you know we're we're both struggling in our you know in our adult adulting ways and parenthood. You know it's a it's a tough road to navigate. Is but, he still is he in Minnesota? Yeah, we need to connect him with Howard. Yeah, there's actually good uh, a lot of good Minnesota rap that he could get into. He doesn't need to listen to this. Carl Malone wannabe. It really makes me happy that you guys don't know who this is because I had you know Bennett's first birthday party a couple weeks ago, yeah. and Caitlin's little sister who is sixteen was going to North Coast that night, and her other cousin was over who lives by us who is seventeen also going to North Coast, and they couldn't stop fucking talking about Post Malone, and so you know it sounds like what the kids are into hot hot in the streets. Yeah. And- was Bennett into it at his birthday? Well, I didn't play it. Oh, well, Bennett's probably resenting you for not playing it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one-hit wonder chaser Ben Miller, I figured, would be all over it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I chase him that on then, but uh, rap's really not my big game. No. Yeah. And all that that tweet that you had seven years ago about KG Elephant, all that proves is that you really like one-hit wonders. <laughs> you were in on KG Elephant. I, I know a good one when I hear it. Uh-huh. But that, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. No one likes that song. <laughs> I did at the time. Sean just had to be a music snob for a little bit on the podcast. I mean, yeah. you gave me the airtime, so... <laughs> yeah, well, I can cut it how I want, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you look like a fool one way or the other, Sean. I think I do do that plenty well for myself. Yeah, I don't think you need to cut anything. Uh, although you couldn't slice in, I'm going to change my lock of the week to Charlie Rumble Pigskins, so that you can play McBroom singing us Chubby, Chubby Rumble Pigskins. Chubby Rumble Pigskins. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Chubby Rumble Pigskins. This is lock of the week. I got GM Jerky Boys. Uh, we had Sean Carr here on our podcast this week and. We love having you guys here and having everybody listen. Say your final words, boys. Uh, ben, I think that it'd be fun f- to uh, keep track of our predictions. I think I, I usually go 5-0. I, oh. I am, Pete. I'm keeping track of these. Oh, well, what are, what's our predicting record? We're both 1-0 and because we only picked them from last week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I meant like the whole, the whole record, all five games. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Okay. All right, fine. Lock of the week, though. We're both 1-0. Yeah. Well, if, there were, if we're going to keep track, I actually want I want Sean. I would pick Nomad over Sean Carr. Okay. I just wanted, I want to hear. How many locks are you going to pick, Pete? As many as I damn well please. I'm the commissioner and the ruler, so Sean, be quiet. You're the co-commissioner. Uh-huh. Sean, yeah. while, while we're here, can you give us a drop for your team name? A drop? Yes. Yeah. Say your a little name. Clip. I don't know what that means. Like, Sabrecito. How would how does uh, Hector Salomon take a say Sabrecito? Um, I think of it more like in Despacito, so Sabrecito. Perfect. Beautiful. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, uh, right. love having you here. Love you guys. Love you, Ben. Love you, Sean. Oh. And all of our listeners. Oh, one, one last plug. Whoever hasn't seen the show Ozark, check it out. Come, come talk yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Episode four it takes a really good turn. Just finished it last night. Really picks up there. I uh, will love it. It's Breaking Bad Jr. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, yeah. It's All right, guys. Bad. Have a good week. Go Hawks. Yeah, go Hawkeyes. <sighs> All right. 
Ultron diary in. Just getting ready. I mean, it's going to be cutting it close. Yeah, I, I feel it too. Although those eggs I help clog me up a little bit, so I think I'll be able to make it through the whole show. And I'm going to keep all of that in, so... 